It's a whole subgenre. Accidental <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> Is that a cold open? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I was recording it, so I guess yeah. There's no joy like travel. The stories unravel from two friends sharing with wine they're pairing. Plage trains and wine stains. All right, so let's get this started. This is actually our first episode after we've gone live with the podcast, right? Yes. So, uh, I think we're dialed in a little bit more than we were before. <laughs> we were, we're dialed in a little bit more dialed than we were before. <laughs> As I point to Melissa, like, take it from here. <laughs> well, yeah, so welcome back. So this is episode number five. And today is special because we have our first guest on today. And that would be my sister, Catherine. <gasps> Catherine. Yay. I'll just go up like Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Catherine. Thanks. You're welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. So I'm Catherine, and I guess the reason I'm here is because I did um, a study abroad semester in Gaming, Austria, a year and a half ago. Yep, that's right. And it's that she doesn't even have to guess because that's exactly the reason I brought her on. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have um, another secret special guest in the room, sitting in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be Catherine's fiance, Dylan. So you might, who knows, maybe he'll chime in. Maybe you'll hear him laughing in the background. We'll see what happens. Well, maybe he was, you'll just he was hear with him me. drinking wine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he will be drinking wine, wine with us. So I guess we'll get started with that first. So today I got a wine from Austria. Um, so Catherine might be able to talk a little bit more about this than I can, but essentially I did a little bit of research into wine from Austria and this one is called Gruner Veltliner, the type of wine. I don't want to try to say it because one time I did and Shay corrected me. Um, well, Shay, cause you're probably listening. So you can email me and tell me how I did it right. Um, but, uh, so this is like the type of wine that Austria it's like their most iconic wine if you will so I guess like how some people think of like Chianti right that's like a really popular famous wine in Italy so this is kind of the same thing for Austria so it's a white wine and I'm just gonna get this open um yeah I did I know that one of the uh notes that is really common for this wine is a like peppery finish. So I'm curious to see what that tastes like because you can take it or start passing it around. Um, Pass it around. Um, for like a peppery flavor, I think I've only, I would say, experienced that more with reds than I have with a white. So I'm curious to see how that tastes. I must just drank before everybody else. I was going to say, I was like, girl, I'm excited. This is my first Austrian wine. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, because I think actually when I went to visit you, I don't think I had wine. I think I just drank beer, right? Because Austria, obviously, I mean, you used to be part of Germany, right? 
baby? Oh, snap. No? Bold it's queen. Always... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Holy Roman Empire was Austria. Oh, okay. Um, but they speak German. They do speak German. Okay, Taylor is like hardcore. I think he just offended some Austrians. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm very sorry. I guess because they speak German. Well, when did was German? Okay, I just want to apologize to Melissa's like third grade <laughs> geography teacher. <laughs> well, I know it's I know it's a different country, but I guess the fact that everyone spoke German was what threw me. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm not sure why that is. I mean, you lived there. You can't tell me any more information. No. What I do know is that they have an accent that is different from a German right. person speaking German. Right. And apparently, I guess there are, I think there are four accents within Austria. And if you're like from the north, it's actually very different from the south to mm. the point where like sometimes they can't understand each other. Yeah. So pretty much what Catherine just told me is everything I just said was hella ignorant. <laughs> so <laughs> to any of our Austrian fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's go do ahead you, and cheers. Do you know how to say cheers? Forget. Oh, prost. Oh, prost. 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 Love it. Oh, yeah. The pepperiness. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's also a very yellow white wine. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I like it. I'm all about that white wine. Yeah, and I think I think if I remember correctly... It said that there's like a pear, player, uh, player. Pear is one of the prominent flavors for it as well. Say that five times fast. Huh? (laughs) Excuse me? You said pear is one of the prominent flavors. And I asked you to say it five times fast. (laughs) But not literally. Can't be here all night. Well, I guess, so to get this started, I'm curious to know, because I, I... I remember feeling excited for you to do study abroad because I wasn't able to do that. Um, so what were your feelings on studying abroad? Like, were you excited? Were you, like, a little indifferent? Beforehand? Uh-huh. Before? Yeah, yeah. Like, knowing, like, when you were, when you knew that you were going, mm. you know, what were kind of your feelings at that point? Yeah. I think that... Um... I definitely always wanted to travel and see, like, the places that I've always heard about and seen in movies and stuff, like The Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, being able, I was like, I know that I'm going to Salzburg and I'm going to see the trellis from The Sound of Music, which I was able to do. And I was like, that's going to be awesome. But I think leading up to it, I was just anxious. (laughs) Well, I'd never flown before. Mm -hmm. So that uh, eight-hour flight on the way there, which was only six hours on the way home, yeah, because yeah. that's Tailwind how the wind probably. works. Yeah, it tends to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would think I was just mostly anxious about the big change, and like the fact that it was a very permanent thing. I couldn't go for just a week or two weeks and be like, I can truck through. I can truck through. It's like I'm gonna be there for four months, and I need to live there. Yeah. And everything's gonna be different. They don't speak English, so. Yeah, for the yeah. most part. That can yeah. be definitely daunting. Yeah. Yeah. And was there a country in particular that you were most excited about? I think England and Ireland. Um, I was pretty excited about going to Italy to see Rome and Assisi. Um, But yeah, England and Ireland mostly. Right. Now, and you kind of, I almost said lucked out, but I guess the opposite of that, you unlucked out, where your first real trip, right, outside of Austria, because obviously 
in the study abroad, people tend to like go travel to mm-hmm. another country um, or at least to like a major city in that country every weekend. Mm-hmm. So, and you kind of had a bad experience like right out of the gate, right? Because that was your yes. first place, the first place that you yeah. went to. So to preface this, Austria is about the size of Maine. So um, really most people use it as a home base to travel around. Mm-hmm. Um, and Austria is part of the EU, but for our first trip, we left the EU and went to Croatia. Um, so that was kind of tricky business because our students' um, visas technically um, void when you leave the EU. Oh. And so coming back in, there was a chance that they could be like, this is no longer valid. And then you have to say, I'm going to use my... 90 or 120 it was like we were just under the wire to use this excuse i'm using my 90 day like travel everyone can get 90 days in austria and be okay but um so we were there for two to two and a half weeks before we traveled outside of the eu um did you know that when you went to Croatia? Yes, they warned us. Okay. And so okay. they were they were like <laughs> That'd be crazy to find out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, no. They did warn us. They were like, if you're gonna leave any of these if you're gonna leave the EU, make sure you do it in enough time so that you have these ninety days bef- so they don't kick you out before the semester's mm. over. So we knew that. So it was kind of <laughs> an extra layer of anxiety hanging over mm-hmm. my head the whole time. Yeah. Catherine, I will say Catherine and I are a little different in that way. I think I'm pretty good at when things like that come up for the most part that I'm like, eh, like, we'll just see. It'll be fine. Like, it'll work (laughs) out or, you know, whatever. So I think, you know, just Catherine has already said multiple times. She's like anxious, anxious. Catherine's definitely a, um, I'm trying to think of a good word for it. But she, she there is none. Anxious, anxious, anxious. Yeah. anxiety. She's, she's anxious. Uh, Although, yeah. if you listen to last episode, which would be our New Orleans episode, you can definitely tell that Melissa's changing slightly <laughs> in that way. Well, we haven't even gotten to Colorado either, and Colorado is the, the worst one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but I mean, but I feel like at least for a good reason, you yeah. know. Like, technically, mm-hmm. you knew that you were going to be fine. Yes. Because you were, like, right right in the limit. Mm-hmm. But you're still anxious. I just didn't really want to deal with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, also, first time major travel, mm-hmm. and this is now you going to a separate country mm-hmm. from the one country that is, like, mm-hmm. only your second one ever that you've been to outside the States. So I could see where that anxiety would come in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you're in Croatia. Yeah. Yes. Well, don't start there. Don't start there. <laughs> okay. okay. So, Gaming Austria is in the middle of nowhere, literally. I was speaking to a woman who spoke wonderful English, um, an Austrian woman who's from Vienna, and I was talking to her, and I was like, "Oh, I'm studying abroad in Gaming," and she was like, "What?" Literally, I and I was like, "Gaming," and I spelled it out, and she said, "Gaming." And I said, no. (laughs) And she looked it up on her phone and she said, why the hell would you want to live there? And And you're like, thanks. (laughs) Except I think she used much more foul language. I don't even remember. Um, So literally in the middle of nowhere in the Swiss Alps, um, you have to take a bus from Gaming to the next town over, Scheibs, to take a train into Vienna and then to take a train out of, or a bus, whatever, out of Vienna to go anywhere else. 
you got to take those steps first. Do you want to give a little snippet as to like why gomming? Yes. So um, our study abroad program um, is situated in this old um, monastery Mm -hmm. um, that was actually has like a really long storied history. I think it's like fifth century, maybe or 15th. Fifth is very early. (laughs) but definitely as old as the holy roman empire because oh, wow. um one of the princesses came through um it was um occupied by soviet soldiers at one point Wait, which princess cinderella snow white <laughs> one of the holy roman empire princesses <laughs> the only princesses i care about are disney okay <laughs> so mulan <laughs> Empire, <laughs> China, whatever. Bad joke. <laughs> oh so it's like haunted, and now it's a hotel. It's called the Cartaza. Um, and it has like a bar and a restaurant, and it's nice. It's mm-hmm. small. There's about 200 people, 200 students in the program. How many ghosts? How many ghosts? Well, <laughs> when we were there, um, five to ten girls thought Dylan's place... just shaking his head. <laughs> when we were there, five to ten girls saw the same ghosts in their rooms. They have exercised multiple hallways, like multiple sections. Um, one Byzantine priest said that he saw a woman in the Byzantine chapel, and he moved his whole family out of the Cartaza the <gasps> next day. And there's a rumor that there's a Soviet soldier ghost in the bell tower of the church. See, Dang. I don't fuck with ghosts. <laughs> no. Hell no. Yeah. No, I would be like, okay, bye. I'm staying at a different hotel for the rest of the trip. I feel like that should be a separate episode. People, people that have traveled and had experiences with ghosts, supernatural, supernatural. Titled, I don't fuck with ghosts. (laughs) That might be the title of this episode. (laughs) It's very out of context, and I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so our academic schedule was that we had class Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they were hour and a half classes, um, so that we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday to travel. So, um, after class on Thursday, nine of, it was myself and nine of our friends all got in this bus, took it over to Shives, got on a train, went to Vienna, and we had a 10 p.m. bus out of Vienna to Croatia, which was supposed to, I think, be a 10-hour bus ride, ended up being 12 overnight. Oh, my gosh. And overnight? Yes. That sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awful. Like, literally, Kelly and I are just like, ugh, oh, no. Nothing no. is worse to waking up at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, the sun beating in your face on a cramped bus with the Croatian bus driver, because we rode Bus Croatia. Never do it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new tagline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bus Croatia, never do it. Never this do it, kids. Croatian bus driver weaving in and out of traffic, literally almost killing all of us. Oh Terrifying. What a way to wake up. So I'm going to be in a mode of transportation for 12 hours. Bus is on the bottom of that list. Yeah. <laughs> give me a train. Give me a regular car. The but, bus. I mean, but we did talk about in our, our uh, previous Italy episode that it was a little dicey when we were driving through the Dolomites, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think. Is that just the European way? Yeah. Maybe. They, European, like, drive fast. Email us. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> no rules. They definitely drive super fast. It's terrifying. <laughs> and around all the bends where it's like mountain, ravine, you in the middle driving 80 miles an hour. 
on a bus. Yeah. yeah. Going windy roads. Right. Okay. It's terrifying. Visually, I'm there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So we'll start out in Vienna. Um, my friend Becky standing next to me. We're waiting in the bus terminal. It's super crowded. We had to rush as fast as we could um, on the metro system to get there because we had the latest class, um, me and Dylan and our friend Britt, uh, we had the latest classes. So everyone got there several hours before us and we, because the trains, sometimes you can miss them and if one's late, you miss the next one, it's a whole wreck. Um, so we're all finally there, we're waiting for our bus. I'm standing next to my friend Becky and she gets pooped on by a bird. <laughs> and if that doesn't... <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I've gotten pooped on in like three major cities in the world. <laughs> it's kind of my thing. <laughs> so if that doesn't tell you anything about a trip, I don't know what will. It's good luck, I promise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so it gets pooped it's on by a bird. Luck. That's what everyone says. <laughs> I think that's just what people say to make you feel better. Yeah. You know? If Whatever. anything, it's definitely bad luck. When you Purell your face in Barcelona, oh my I mean, gosh. Like... yeah, we Pureled her sweater. Oh, <laughs> uh, your skin must have been like, oh no, <laughs> just yeah. like dry and cracked, like all one half of your face. I think it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. Go ahead. So, so we finally get to um, Split. We were staying in Split, Croatia. And... I've heard it's beautiful there. Mm-hmm. So our plan is to do two overnight buses, one night there. So we had two full days there, one night there, two overnight buses capped on each end, which is bold, I think. Um, but it got us back to school on Sunday, which was always a plus. Um, so we get there and it's gorgeous. It's morning time. We got some pizza because we were starving. It's kind of a beach town, right? Yes, it like is. If, it's right if on the water. people don't know much about Croatia, I don't think I would have pictured beachy. Yeah. It's right on the Mediterranean. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mediterranean. <laughs> Mediterranean? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> so we get there. Um... And we're walking around with our backpacks on because we can't get into our Airbnb until a certain time. Um, and we're just hanging out, having a good time, walking around. So we get to see, um, it's called Diocletian's Palace, which is actually where they film some of Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. So it's this big historic place. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't watch it. So I was like, this is cool. (laughs) But there are like people dressed in like Game of, I I don't know where they dressed as Game of Thrones characters or Spartans. Either way. I need to go there. They were in character. I inadvertently have been collecting experiences. experiences at filming locations in our travels i've been to two filming locations for game of thrones and i didn't even know it there's all over the place i know all over europe very nice so um our friends decided to go kayaking which was awesome for them it was our um our new friend who we just met and study abroad um it was her birthday weekend so we were like doing all her birthday stuff but i thought they were gonna get ripped off so i was like no i don't want to pay 30 euro to do that but they went, they had a great time, and we took a nap. So that was great. <laughs> you are related to Melissa. <laughs> I only nap when I'm on vacation, okay? Queen of naps. <laughs> the so... infamous 12-hour nap. <laughs> so... Don't worry, that's coming in our Disney episode. <laughs> so we go and to check into our Airbnb, which was to had a heck of a time finding. They were like this one little picture of the corner of the building and it was like go here and we like we had to walk around and like knock on neighbors doors that was how hard it was to find it (laughs) we finally knock on the appropriate door and the 16 year old girl comes out she's like 
my sister's not here to let you in. And she's like speaking some like broken English, but you know, way better than I speak their language. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she like shows us to the room and she's showing us around and she says, and this is for you. And it's a little bottle like a little glass bottle filled with something. It's a vial. That's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a vial filled with dark, dark purple liquid. And we're like, what is this? And she just searches for a minute. She just goes, alcohol. And we're like, okay. Classic Croatia. So when she leaves, we both take a shot because, or we tasted it. I don't know. It no, we tasted. Didn't it until the next morning. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That we voice like... you hear in the background was Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had to taste it at some point. So it tasted like rubbing but did alcohol. You... <laughs> Do you know what it was? No, no idea. She couldn't tell us the word for it. it tasted like alcohol. It tasted like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> like mixed she was with... right. Yeah, which is the perfect description. <laughs> <laughs> it was like rubbing alcohol mixed with grape jelly. So I'm assuming it was wine. Yum. <laughs> So, would um, some call that Croatian wine? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that girl would, but in Croatian. <laughs> Sorry if that offended any Croatians listening. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so our plans for the evening, we um, get back together with our group of friends. Our plans for the evening are to do a uh, club crawl. <laughs> On the website, it was advertised as a pub crawl, and it was indeed a club a club crawl. <laughs> So wait, it was advertised as a pub, pub crawl, crawl. <laughs> and it was getting a, very mixed. Up. It's, an important, it's an important distinction. It's very important. So we gather at Diocletian's palace, and that's where it starts. And we at see a palace. guy show up with a bright yellow umbrella. He's wearing a shirt that says "The best night you'll never remember," <gasps> and he goes, "Everybody ready to get fucked up?" <laughs> want you to know that that probably recorded very loudly <laughs> well he screamed it much louder than i did so i'm intrigued point, by the umbrella though wait was Let's this like a guided that. tour this was a guided taking? pub crawl we had to pay 20 euro ish well I, it wasn't euro it was oh what was their currency i don't i think we paid u.s dollars oh we did pay u.s dollars we bought it, it online, online but look up what their currency is i can't remember uh, slotty no that's poland <clears throat> that's poland um so anyway it's about, okay, it's two double-decker buses full of American and English students. 20-year-olds. No one from Croatia. <laughs> they wouldn't be caught dead no, no, no. with the yellow umbrella. <laughs> so we walk to the first club where all of the drinks are free. <gasps> Is that part of, like, your entry? Like That's, yes. So oh, the first club, all the drinks are free. Only at the first club. Oh. <laughs> that's how they get you. Had so, you known that going in, would you have changed how you did the night? No. <laughs> we knew that. We knew that going in. I think we knew that going yeah. in. It was our friend's birthday wish, and there we were. So we painstakingly got a drink from the bar for free. How nice. It was a centimeter of vodka and a lot, a lot, a lot of mixer. More That's grape how I'll jelly. put it. Yes. <laughs> and we spent most of our time sitting outside because it was so densely packed inside with so many drunk people that you couldn't move and it was sweaty and it was gross. So we're sitting outside and we're chatting with our friends and there are some drunk British girls sitting near us. And we noticed that the one girl sitting across from us is absolutely dead inside. Absolutely dead inside. And I looked over and I was like, she needs to vomit. 
immediately. Oh, no. And then she like, did. You could see it in her eyes. Yes. She... The vomit. You couldn't see, you couldn't see anything You in have some eyes. vomit in your eye. <laughs> she was soulless at this point. Mm. Um, her friends talked to her. We tried... She wouldn't drink water. Nothing. At this point, we as strangers were trying to intervene because her friends were so drunk they weren't taking care of her. Oh, and I was no. genuinely concerned about her safety. This is also Catherine's nature because she <laughs> does social work. So she has to take care of everyone. I love it, man. Like, take care of other women yeah. when you're out at, like, bars and clubs and just, like, do a solid for each other, whether yeah. you know them or not. Yeah. yeah. So we told her friends to tell her that she probably needed to throw up. After about 20 minutes of coaxing, she stood up, leaned over my friend into the bushes and vomited. So that was good for her, I think. We did not see her for the I rest really of the happy night. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> really I still really worry Honestly, about like her. we can just end the podcast here. Like we've seen a great character arc. <laughs> in fact, I think she leaned across my friend who was pooped on in the oh. bus terminal in Vienna. <laughs> like pooped on by the bird. Pooped like the same friend from her. So we <laughs> I was very confused for a second. Also, this just is pooped on. Two out of five episodes so far have had vomit. <laughs> yep. Well, Thanks. where there's alcohol. Yeah, yeah well. So it's time where to leave. Where there's alcohol and where there's Jennifer, there's vomit. <laughs> Is Jennifer in Croatia? <laughs> so it's time to leave the first um, club, and it's on a dock. And so the kind people of the club crawl, the workers, are lined up along the water catching the drunks who are stumbling out of the club to make sure they don't fall into the dock. And you know what? I saw many a person be caught before falling into the dock. Oh my gosh. At, at least four It was five. atrocious. We Did had you one... take any video? <laughs> I was too appalled. I was too worried about our own friends not falling into the water. <laughs> so we're walking to the buses. Our one friend, our only friend who got very intoxicated, stops to pee on the sidewalk, which was great. Not, not, not standing on the sidewalk, peeing into grass. He peed on the sidewalk. Mm. So, I'm glad you just cleared that up because no, I was going to ask that's male or female. <laughs> no, he. <laughs> um, so we finally all get onto the drunk buses and they're driving us to the second club. And meanwhile, all of the drunk out of their minds, Americans and British people are singing and chanting things I can't repeat knowing that my 15 year old brother will listen to this podcast <laughs> what up daddy, daddy. <laughs> shout out to daddy I'm number one fan. <laughs> um long story short we're walking to the next club the same friend who peed on the sidewalk runs away from us i have his passport in my purse he runs away from you yes he go... wandered it was more of a okay uh, a fast one it was it was a fast i turned around he was, and like, he was no longer he was there. like speed walking away. Yeah. <laughs> he was speed walking toward donuts <laughs> Okay, well, it's a worthy cause. Yeah, do you blame him? <laughs> let's like I would have done the same. Let's thing. preface this by saying I'm the only one who has international cell service. Um, None of no one that traveled in Austria pretty much had cell service. Great. So if you get lost in Croatia, drunk out of your mind, guess where you're sleeping? On the ground in the middle of split. Next to the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> So it sounds like one all I'm thinking is, yeah. could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is by donuts. So. Um, so we get to the second club. They're handing out shots as you walk in, but then you have to pay for everything. It was grimy. It was gross. We went to bed. That's the end of that story. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, we did recover our lost friend. Well, you can tell me about the shots at the second club. I said they were free. 
No, they were handing them out. Oh yes, as they as they walked to the get stairs. into the second club, you had to walk up a staircase, and they were sitting on the ledges above the staircase, handing people shots. You didn't have to go looking; you just had to reach up and pluck it like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we trust the source of these shots? <laughs> <laughs> they could have been from anywhere. You're right. <laughs> pluck it like an apple. Oh my god. So that. That uh, quickly ended our first night. We couldn't handle uh, all the drunken escapades. Wow. And we quickly made our way back mm. and went to bed. Um, and so the next day, we had to check out of our Airbnb and carry our backpacks around with us. So we went and we found a breakfast place. And we got crepes. And we had a good time. And we checked our bags in at the bus terminal. And then we took a ferry to the island of Var, which is right off of Split, which is spelled H-V-A-R. Um, giving ourselves about 45 minutes to catch the last ferry back to the mainland, um, which was very stressful. Were you anxious? (laughs) (laughs) One could say. (laughs) So all of our friends who had already gone kayaking got to swim in the Mediterranean, and Dylan and I were like, we never got to do it. This is the time. And we... Were we wearing swimsuits? No. No, we were just wearing clothes. (laughs) (laughs) So we were like, let's just jump into the Mediterranean. And what a mistake that was. Because then we had to go on the overnight bus back to Austria, smelling like salt. You didn't change? Well, we did. We sort of changed. You couldn't uh, get it off of you, skin. though. It... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, didn't bring your skin? skin? Oh, my gosh. Just absolutely horrible. We smelled like death. Um, so, Var was beautiful. Um, it was like right on the water, all the main things to see. We got dinner. It was absolutely gorgeous. We watched the sunset. It was beautiful. Um, we take a ferry back to the, to Split, um, and then we just had to wait a few hours for our 1 a.m. bus back to Austria. It was a good call. 1 a.m. 1 a.m. It's, so it's definitely prime time. <laughs> yeah. 1 a.m. bus in one of the most impoverished cities in, in Europe. So oh, no. Good, yeah. good, good. good good way to go yeah a good strip of prostitutes and guys hanging out doing nothing right around the bus terminal so we felt super safe (laughs) um so we're sitting there waiting for our 1am bus we're kind of getting our stuff together it's closing in it's actually i think it ended up not getting in until 2am um so it's after 1am when my friend liz realizes she's got the wrong bus ticket oh where's she going (laughs) (laughs) immediately she starts to cry oh no she's crying when she tells us yeah and so she bought a bus ticket for the previous week the same (gasps) day same time previous week so we're all freaking out a little bit the bus is late so we have no clue when it's gonna show up and she's starting to freak out and we're like no it's okay we're gonna figure out a plan if you can't come back we're gonna have two people stay with you you're all gonna take a train you're gonna maybe miss class but everything's gonna be fine our friends start taking out money. I was giving them my cell phone so that they could find a way home because if they're going to book a train, they have to use my, a phone to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's giving them his charging block. They're trying to find a place to stay. We talked to the guy who books the tickets. Didn't speak English very well, but we managed to communicate to him, can she buy a ticket for this bus? And he says, it's full. No tickets. Oh, my gosh. So here we are. It's about 1.30 in the morning in a very dodgy area of Split. And she's weeping and praying, not figuratively, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Out loud. (laughs) Um, And shaking. And so we're like, it's okay. We're just going to ask the bus driver. Well, because the guy suggested it. Oh, yeah. He said, you can, the ticket guy said, you can ask the bus driver if she can get on. 
um, if he'll honor it. And so Bus Croatia is this like special kind of bus. Special. What was the tagline? Company. Don't do it. Don't kids. do it, kids. <laughs> it's this special kind of bus company where pretty much all the decision making is up to the bus driver. So he can let you put your stuff underneath, or he cannot let you put your stuff underneath, or he can make you pay to put your stuff underneath. It's up to him. <laughs> so wow. he pulls up and he gets out and he's yelling at every single person in front of us. This is the most intimidating man I've ever seen. Got a cigarette life. hanging out of and his before, mouth. Beforehand, <laughs> I turn to our friend Liz, God bless her, and I go, Liz, do you want to talk to this man by yourself or would you like me to do it? Because she's a very independent person. And if I had just done it, she would have been mad. So I wanted to ask her. And she looks at me with a single tear rolling down her face <laughs> and just says in the, in the smallest voice, can you? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been hyping myself up. <laughs> oh my gosh. So every, this bus is jam packed. All these people go on. He's screaming at every single one of them, making their put, making them put their stuff underneath and making them pay for it. We watch this one man. Okay, so Euro is like five times oh, it's more the. Than that. It's oh, look it up. Euro compared to um, their currency is like astronomical. Uh, their coon. It's <gasps> coon. <laughs> it's astronomically worth more. And this guy walks up with like a ten euro, which is like a a a coon is fifteen cents. <gasps> yes. Whoa. Yes. And at the time, the euro was worth even more. Why do we get, like, evil eyes? Because <laughs> I think we were like, we're rich. <laughs> it just reminds me, I'm going to break the story real quick. If you've seen Euro Trip, there's a moment where they're in, like, a very poor place called Bratislava. And he, like, flips him, like, a dime. And he's like, I buy my own hotel. <laughs> and just, like, gave me flashbacks of that part of the movie. That's exactly what it's like. He's making people pay, like, 50 kun to put their stuff underneath, which is a lot in Croatia. Well, it's a, you know, an amount in Croatia, but almost nothing in America and in, in the EU. Some guy walks up with 10 euro, which is astronomical compared mm-hmm. to kun, and the guy just grabs it out of his hand, puts his bag underneath. So this is the type of guy, he's, like, bossing around the guy he's working with. The other guy is clearly afraid of him. And he's got this cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He's not being nice to anyone. He's the type just... of guy you want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A really warm father figure. <laughs> so Dylan walks up. And he doesn't speak English either. So that's a real plus for well, us. Well, before this, we had been, we had been sorting our bags, basically. Because we were getting off for a different bus to go to Vienna, and the other bus was going through, I think, somewhere in Russia, maybe. Um, no, and... it was it was making a stop and then going to Vienna. Some people were getting off the stop, we were getting off the Vienna, but we knew we had to go through that stop and change buses. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was there was something where I didn't really know where we were where this bus was going, but he was asking people where they were going. And I said the other place, the the changeover. The name of the stop where we had to change buses. And I was supposed to say Vienna, and he was putting bags in different places based on it. And (laughs) so afterwards, after everyone has gotten on the bus, I come up with with Liz's ticket. And I start explaining to him, you know, the whole situation, everything. He's not listening to me. All he sees is that we're not going to the place he told me. (laughs) And he just starts yelling at me. Just like, (laughs) he's like, 
you told me that you were going here, but you're not going here. Now that now your bag's in the wrong spot, and I can't, you know, just like all this stuff. I'm like, tell me, I have to move my bag, and I'm like, I don't think you're understanding what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I think you're missing the point of this. This conversation. guy is screaming at Dylan because he thinks that Dylan is asking him is, like, making him work harder for the bags. He doesn't even know we're asking about Liz yet. He has no idea. So he's like, you have to get your own bag. And we were like, we can do that. I, the thing is, he turns, and I, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. My bag's right there. And he turns, and he goes, okay, that's fine. That's actually in a, in a, in a I guess it was actually in a good spot the whole time. I'm like, okay, can we figure this out? Because my friend wants to go home. <laughs> okay, so did you, so what happened when you start talking about Liz? Well, Catherine comes up, and so now there's two, you know, sweet girls that are not, you know, trying to steal from him, I guess. I don't know what his cycle... But the moment Catherine comes up, he literally calms down. Like, I don't know what it was. She has that effect. I don't know. Social work and everybody. I don't know, like, psychologically what it was. But then he starts to listen, but he's not really listening. He just sort of grunts and says, okay. Because we're like, can you, is there any space, whatever? So we communicate to him, she bought the wrong ticket. Will you still let her on the bus? And he looks her up and down Mm. and he says 50 coon for her to put her bag underneath. That's all he cared about. And that's all he cared about. We are, we are convinced he would not have let her on that bus if he couldn't make money off of her putting her bag underneath. Right, because did you did you yeah. say that they basically just pocket that money? Mm-hmm. The, yes, the driver, the, just, the driver just gets that to keep that, that money. That does not go to bus Croatia Ooh. in any way. He's pocketing that money. Yes, don't, don't do, do it, it kid. <laughs> so we all get on the bus. Her After tears, everyone has, yeah, all of our friends are already on. We were the very last ones on. Her tears begin so... to dry. <laughs> Until wait, 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 wait. So were there any seats though? No, so barely. Just like sporadically spread out. I think. So, but there were like technically there was an open seat. Yes, that yeah, there was. Okay. She was. She wasn't like find a seat. in the. She wasn't aisle. like sitting in the right. aisle. No. We still. The thing is, we still weren't sure the guy understood what we were right. saying, and so because it, the bus makes down. multiple stops and picks people up. So we were like, uh, as people get on, is he going to kick her off because right. someone else got on? Because oh. So Liz and I went all the way to the back of the bus and sat in, you know, just all sorts of smells in that bus. Oh, uh, no. But oh, no. And so the, and the, the ticket taker, who is a different guy from the guy that we explained, we talked to, starts coming around checking people's tickets. Oh, boy. And we're, like, stressed because, mm-hmm. like, we have to explain this again quickly or else he's going to get mad. Okay. And so while we're trying to figure that out, he... Um, a homeless man. Yeah, he comes across this man. There's a homeless man well, who looks to be homeless sitting in a seat and no one sat next to him. Clearly not bathed. For reasons. Okay, and he walks up to him and he starts, the bus driver starts arguing. The mean bus driver, the other guy's driving. The mean bus driver is arguing with him and they obviously don't speak the same language. And, um, and he yells up to the front makes the bus driver pull over on the side of the highway and he's about to kick this guy off the bus. He did not stop at a, at a rest stop. No, he it was the side, the side of the highway. Of the dr- and we were like, road. that's going to be Liz in T minus three minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> so they finally come to an understanding and the homeless guy pays him and he gets to stay on the bus. And we're like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Because he's like, I guess in this bus company, you can buy tickets when you're on the bus. It makes no mm, sense. It's meaningless. This, this guy just made some money off of him, essentially. Right. So not until like 
three hours into this 12-hour bus trip are we satisfied that Liz is actually going to be on this bus for the long haul. <laughs> None of us haul. are sleeping. We're just like, Liz is going to yeah, be Yeah, that's a long and, time to be so worried. Yeah. And we have to keep in mind that when we make the change over to the next bus, we have to reconvince those bus drivers to, to let her on it, that yeah. bus as well. So where where is your changeover? I don't remember. It was it was Zagreb. So what, it's in still in was Croatia? it in Croatia or um, it was not because we we crossed the border during the nighttime okay. and the changeover was in the morning. And you know what? The young guys who drove that bus were so well dressed and so, so nice, nice, and it was air chipper. conditioned. <laughs> and we were like the lap of luxury. <laughs> So then we had to cross back over the border. Um, so we had to go into Slovenia, actually. Mm. Um, so you got to go from Croatia, you got to go through Slovenia into Austria. Which, when I went to go visit Catherine in Austria, because I did my first solo trip abroad by myself, and I went to go visit her, stayed with her a few days in Gaming, and then we all went, Dylan too, went to Slovenia, and we went to Lake Bled, which was like one of my favorite places. We had literally the best, oh, the best cappuccino. cappuccino. <laughs> Seriously, that, that's the one take. Catherine, Catherine has had cappuccino and coffee like all across Europe, and I'm just so glad that I was there to experience the best cup it because amazing. it was so good. Amazing. Yeah, Lake Blood was amazing. Yeah, I'm just convinced it's because their milk is. So pure. Yes, because we talked about so that. Pure. Yeah, because we like read something about. I that. read something that in yeah. their capital they have like milk vending machines. Weird. In, yeah, yeah. Like, like, which is... is where Ivanka Trump is from, the yes. capital of Slovenia. Slovenia. Fun fact. <laughs> Not Ivanka. Cool. Oh. <laughs> what is it? Melania. Ivanka's the daughter. Oh yeah. Oh right. yes. Duh. Right. Ivanka's from here. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> so we got across the border back into Slovenia. Um. It's the middle of the night, and they wake us up by just, yeah, what did they yell? Passport control. Oh, my God. They yell, passport control, and our friend Grace grabs Dylan and looks at him and goes, they're taking control. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget the fear in her eyes. Just like men with guns were just getting up onto the bus. all get off the bus present our passport (laughs) to passport control (laughs) and then wait outside of the bus for all 200 or however many people that bus fit to check their passports which we had to do on the way there yes but it was was a whole different experience they did take control they did take control oh they did she was right (laughs) she had good reason to be scared so then we get back on the bus file back onto the bus that took a good 15 minutes we drive two minutes to the border going into Slovenia. That was leaving Croatia. This is going into Slovenia. Got to do it all again. Two minutes? Yes. And it is like four o'clock in the morning. And it's freezing cold outside. And our friend Joe is like, I think my passport's on the in my bag in underneath the bus. And we're like, I don't even know. Uh, 50 kun <laughs> to get that out. <laughs> the door. 50 kun. Oh, oh my man. gosh. So we got back to Vienna and uh, we convinced the guys at the the bus change to let her on and they were super nice and friendly. And she cried when we got back to the cartel zone. We all, I mean, I kissed the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably like the first time the whole ride back that you guys like breathed. You were like, 
There okay. was that last, that last <laughs> stretch was like, it was like daylight. Mm. You could see everyone you were sitting next to. There weren't weird, weird smells and you were just like, okay, <laughs> I think we made it. And you were all ready to go to class yeah. the next day. You were like, something normal, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's, I just, that's like so wild. I'm surprised, Catherine, that you weren't like, nope. I just like came home after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that was their first trip away yeah. from it was, the school. I think it was easier for me to cope with it because I was the one in control. Mm. I was like controlling Dylan and Until I just like took control. controlled, they're taking control. <laughs> <laughs> Because we just like controlled the situation, and from that point on, everyone was like, "You guys always take care of us." And I'm like having a mental breakdown every week. Literally, literally called mom and dad for the rest of the semester. Here's the thing, though. That's what I love about study abroad. So I did one that was much shorter. It was only two weeks, but you learn so much about yourself Mm -hmm. and what you're capable of, Mm -hmm. and things that from a distance sound like. That would break me down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't handle that. You just have to. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you, you just grow from, from those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, the problem solving that you have to have when you're outside of the EU and your visa is technically voided and someone might be getting trapped at a bus terminal right next to a prostitute at 2 o'clock in the morning is quite a bit of problem well, solving. Well, and it, it adds, in, especially in a place like Croatia, where, you know, in some of the other countries, even, like, Germany, Poland... There are a lot of English speakers, mm-hmm. but Croatia, we, the guy at the bus terminal, we barely were able to communicate with him. Mm-hmm. So that adds an extra layer of stress when you don't speak the language and no one around you speaks your language. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that's why you, because you said like Ireland was your favorite place that mm-hmm. you visited. Mm-hmm. They were so nice. Because <laughs> we went, I mean, we went with the whole semester not speaking to people who, yeah. who spoke English as their first language, and then we got yeah. to... Well, we went to England before we went to Ireland, and it was like the most amazing feeling mm. when we got off the plane well when our pilot spoke english and it was british airways and he was the cutest and he was like from the second we took off he was like i'm gonna get you there early and he just kept updating us he was like all right we're about 15 minutes early and then we got there so early the, he had to fly in circles above the airport for <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> Yeah, but just, like, the feeling of being able to hear people's conversations and understand mm-hmm. them, like, just a weird, you don't even think about it when you're, you know, you can speak the language, but then suddenly it's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this is, I haven't had this. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back to the States after study abroad was over and being in public and being, like, overwhelmed with the amount of conversations I could understand mm-hmm. and just, like, eavesdropping on every single person right. who walked past. It was, just like, suddenly, the... like, when you get, like... You like turn into like a superhero. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, my hearing's amazing. Yeah. Superhero. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, what would you like? What would be your advice to someone who's about to do study abroad? Um, if you'd like think, one piece of advice, I think for both of us, a lot of it was um, because the study abroad program at our school is so well known. Every single person and their mother came out of the woodwork to be like, this is exactly what you have to do. And if you miss out on this experience, why are you even going? Mm. So I think a lot of it for us was like, we didn't like the big cities that much. Like we loved Poland because the cities are like super chill, but like Vienna was a lot and Rome was a lot. And I'd much prefer to see So I think a lot of it was just like finding what you enjoy and then not letting other people make you feel like you have to do the different things Mm -hmm. that they did. And they were like, this is what made my experience. And then also a lot of it, I think, comparison with like social media plays a big part Mm. because 
it's really like study abroad is like really glorified but everyone at franciscan or all the students who are with us were having a breakdown like every single week because you're in constant classes and the classes are really rigorous and you're traveling all weekend and there's hardly ever time for homework and you're six hours time difference from your family um and it's really difficult and you're doing a lot of independent things you've never done before but on social media it's like butterflies and flowers and rainbows so i think like kind of letting go of that comparison aspect of it right so i guess like to um kind of shorten it Mm -hmm. you would say don't don't let other people dictate what you should do like do it on like do what you want to do and do it like on your own terms yeah so if you need like to take a weekend to just stay like close and to do homework to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. um, which I think is good ex- advice. And I again, that's like very similar to why I wanted to start this podcast too because, again, I think that there's a lot of pressure. There's like mm-hmm. so much pressure. You know, <clears throat> it's funny because, you know, Kelly and I are both like on a couple dating apps. <laughs> Sorry if I'm giving away your secret. Blowing up my spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it literally feels like everyone on there, it's like, oh, I've been X, Y, and Z places. Like, this is the next place I'm going to. And I almost sometimes feel bad if I don't have something planned because I'm like, am I not traveling enough? And I'm like, travel is about fun. It's not about, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's about doing it on your own terms. And I think that, yeah, so so that's, like, kind of funny that that would be your piece of advice because I feel Mm -hmm. that that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. And I don't know about you, but my favorite weekend, like, all of our travels over the weekends, aside from the 10-day breaks. But all the places I went were absolutely wonderful, and I enjoyed every minute of it. But my favorite weekend is the one where we stayed back, and it we had this gorgeous, deep snowfall. And we just went for a quiet rock, a walk around Gaming. <clears throat> and I took some really gorgeous pictures. And the sun was out, but it was cold enough, so the snow wasn't melting. It was just absolutely beautiful. We're in yeah. the Swiss Alps. Right. So um, that, yeah, I guess... to me, like, people, like, really looked down on, like, don't spend a weekend in the Cartaza. You're like wasting your time. But I was like, that was the best thing that I could have yeah. done. Yeah, I think that's the tough. The thing specifically about study abroad programs is you tend to just think of the place you are as normal. It normalizes really fast, especially when you're there for four months. So you forget to travel there mm. to like be a tourist, a visitor in that place, and like mm. enjoy that because then it's just. It normalizes too quickly, and right, you, right. you kind of forget to enjoy. Yeah, it. well, and then it becomes—it just becomes the place where you go to school. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not—it's not, it's not a, another country that you're literally living in. Yeah, like right. not even visiting. I mean, like yes, you're technically yeah. visiting, but you're literally living there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're at fifty minutes now. I feel like at the end of every episode, we announce how long it's been. So, listener, it's been fifty minutes. Now. <laughs> you can probably see this yeah. on your phone. Yeah. Um, so, I think we'll go ahead and end it here. Thank you, yes. Catherine and Dylan, for coming on. Yay! Yay. So welcome. They're going to be getting married in a year, so uh-huh. we're excited for them. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly just took their engagement pictures. Yes. Yes. Dylan's... I secretly showed Melissa more of them. <gasps> they and... look amazing. Can't I'm wait. so excited for you. <laughs> Well, so do you know how we end our podcast? Have you listened? Have you listened, listened to our podcast? I have. With murder? Do, yeah, we end it with murder. <laughs> with intrigue. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> and our knives. No, we have a saying uh, yeah. that we picked up in Italy. And for us, this saying means to like keep traveling, keep moving. And that saying is, andiamo. Yeah. So, andiamo. 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 
This is going to be a bitch to edit, by the way. 